Okay, Shavua Tov, good morning everyone. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you Miriam for hosting. We are, we are um, a lot to learn and a lot to daven for and there's a lot of people that need Refuah Shlema. So I want to do the learning for the Refuah Shlema of Yehudis Bas Chava Aida. Aida? Aida. Michal Aviva Bat Yehudit. Yehudit Bat Sarah. Wow, it's very interesting. Yehudit Bat Sarah. There's three names, all Yehudit. Interesting. Yehudit Bat Sarah. Also the Refuah Shlema of Aaron Tzvi Ben Esther Leah. And someone in our community needs a strong Hatzlachate, Chaim Yitzchak Ben Shula. Okay, so this should all have been, should have them in mind, and this should be for the, for the Rufuah and the Hatzlacha Bezrat Hashem. So, last week's shir that we began was a very intense one, was a very strong one, regarding not taking life as a given, not for granted, but not taking life as a given. And we began redefining tshuva, through that way of making, doing tshuva over not taking life as a given. It's not a given that we woke up this morning. It's not a given that we're here. How do you do tshuva over not taking life for a given? We were bringing, constantly going back to our breath. We'll have the opportunity later today to focus in more on that. And today, what we're going to be doing is, listen, it's, we're, we're two weeks from Rosh Hashanah. I know. It's crazy. Two weeks from Rosh Hashanah. And you don't just show up into Rosh Hashanah. You don't just show up. You have to, you have to get acquainted a little bit with the avoda of Rosh Hashanah. And one of the main, main, main avodot of Rosh Hashanah is something that I never connected to. But I always felt guilty that I should be connecting to because I'm from. So if I'm from, I should know what it means. And that means crowning the king. Hamlachat HaMelech. What does it mean to crown the king? I even have a song, Avo El Melech, right? And I still, I realize all these years, year after year, that point, V'yitnu Lecha Keter Melucha, still seems for me personally, but the more I'm talking to people, that also seems for them to be one of the most distant points of connection for that which takes place on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Ikar of Rosh Hashanah, Amlachat HaMelech, crowning of the king. And I know all these different jokes have been, unfortunately, all these different jokes and memes have been um, popping up since the queen died, and now it's, they, they showed a picture of, of uh, I guess he's King Charles in a field, Hamelech Basadeh, all these, you know, like they said, right after she, she was Niftarit, so like, oh, all, the, all of the rabbis drushes for Shaniyam Kippur, this year are taking on a, they just went, no, took a twist, right? But that still leaves us with, okay, so what, is, what does that mean? So still, what does that mean? And what I would like to do is I want to take that concept and bring it much, much closer. Now, I'm also like stopping myself from going around in, in a very big, beautiful circle today and asking each of you, what does it mean to you to crown the king? Hopefully you'll do that on your own or with each other in a certain setting. But I am reminded of I'm going to start from the end. I'm going to start from the end today to kind of give us a little bit of help. Okay, I'm going to start from the end. And that end is a perush for that question, what does it mean to crown the king, that we shared one year in Shul, in, down there in Shirat David, a few years ago. And it was an answer that I saw from Evyatar Banai. And I want to remind you what that answer was. They had uh, some, some newspaper asked a bunch of different artists what does it mean for you to crown the king this year? And as I quite often do, I found his words to be so eloquent and so to the point and so not what I ever thought of when it came to crowning of the king, but so, just so relevant. He said that for him, he gave a few answers, but one of the things that stuck out was crowning of the king for him meant that he's going to watch his parents grow older and older this year and accept that that's exactly... <coughs> How Hashem created this world. What a, what a Rebbe, no? What a deep answer. Okay, so what does that answer mean? Like, what's another word based on that? For Kabbalah, yeah, acceptance. Huh? Hachna'a, yeah. It's more just this, like, it's your show. I'm here, you want me for something, I'm going to try to do my thing, 
and listen really closely to what I'm supposed to be doing. You're the melech. And all year long, I get confused with roles. As much as I don't want to admit it. The role of melech during the year, sometimes I get confused with my role in this, in this whole, like we say, geshefft. I get confused with it. So, you're the melech. This is how you decided to create the world. The things like the, like the serenity prayer that you say in, in, in AA, the things that I could change, I'm going to do my best to try to change them. But the things that you uh, embedded within the creation of the world, there's nothing, I, the acceptance, the hachna, this is, how you, this is how you chose to create people. Like the famous story, Kabbalat ol malchut shamayim would mean, I receive upon myself that you're the king. But wait a second, I did last year. What, they, did, they, did they do it every year for Queen Elizabeth? They were Makabel or Malchus? Every, every New Year's? I, think I don't think they did. <laughs> they right? Huh? They should have, maybe. Her but her birthday was a Kabbalist all? All? No. Her birthday Not? was big, she's the queen. She's, oh, yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, Hayom Harat Olam. It's the birthday <laughs> of the world. <laughs> I think yeah. it's like a personal thing. I make your will, Hashem, my will. Whatever you want for me, that's what I'm going to try to want. Right. That's a very, very, very deep yet simple way of just looking at the concept of Hamlachat Aboreh. Now, I want us to make this concept, I want us to take this, this, this very, this is, you have to understand, this is very essential. There's in the davening of Rosh Hashanah is basically three parts. Malchuyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. And today we're going to prepare ourselves to understand what, what, what is it going to mean when I'm with the Machzor, and, or not even just when I'm davening, but the day itself. Malchuyot. The day of crowning the king. And I want to bring this concept close, close to home. There's two things I wanted to do today. I want to do today. I'm not setting any limits. I'm not like saying we have to get through certain things. But um, the most important thing is that we walk out of today with a closer feeling, a closer connection to this Indian of Malchut, of having a Melech and knowing what to do on Rosh Hashanah. So I made a lot of copies, Baruch Hashem, there aren't enough. So if you could look with each other or just listen, that'd be really good. This is obviously, again, from the Bilvavi, one of his Ma'amarim of the Bilvavi Mishkan Efner of Itamar Schwartz. And if we have time... I, I saw a gorgeous piece by the San, by Reb Chaim Sanz about this, and maybe maybe I'll just say that uh, uh, you know at the end like that. Ha'amlachash mamlichim et Hakadosh Baruch Hu lemelech crowning God as the King. Anu regilim harim ishachar yaldutenu lilishonot chazal. So we're used to these words from the time we're little kids. Melech, melech. Ein lanu melech ela ata. Avinu malkeinu. These are all words we know since we're little. We know this from the Shonot Chazal. This is his, his key word. But if a person does not bring close the language of Chazal to, his, to a level of Chush, Chush means sense, sensation, feeling, a lot of Lashon of Chazal, we know. To bring it to a level of sensation, of feeling, what Chazal was saying, as hu mashir et advarim betzura, she'al af she'bevaday divrei Chazal emet, hem rechokim mikiliotav. Even though the words of Chazal are true, they're very far from your, you know, klayot literally means kidneys, it means kishkas, okay, meaning inside, okay? That's how it's left. So this tfisa, this outlook, this understanding of crowning God as my king, this language, crowning Hashem as king, unless in your home at the Rosh Hashanah table, you all, or maybe during the whole month of Elul, you prepared a crown, right? And then... It's on the centerpiece of the Yantiv table. There's a crown and all of its adornments, right? 
the concept of crowning a king in levush malchut, these are abstract concepts. These are not things that are close to us. And yet, it's throughout the whole, it's throughout the whole davening. It's the theme of Rosh Hashanah, crowning of the king. It's the whole Inyan. Someone actually asked me, someone asked me on Friday, um, if they're supposed to be saying, like, are there any tefillahs or brachas to be saying if they happen to be in England at the Leviah of the Queen and at the crowning of King Charles? Mama, like, these are, these are real questions, and we know that Chazal have actually definitely instituted certain brachas that you do say in, in light of royalty. So it is a thing that's in the world. However, it's very far removed from us, definitely, definitely Jewishly, especially here in Eretz Yisrael, the concept of malchut, when it comes to government or leadership, the last thing you think about is malchut. I don't know, at least for me, the last thing I think about is malchut. The first thing I think about is jail. Like, you know, know, usually jail. (laughs) Not me. Not me, I'm going, I'm saying some kind of jail feeling like something parole, nothing to do with malchut. Now these things are very far, again, they're, they're apps, they're very far from me. Now any of, well, you've never been to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, and many of you have been to Uman, but definitely if you've been to Uman on Rosh Hashanah, we, the truth is, some people that have no idea where this minna comes from, they come to Shirat David and Rosh Hashanah, and so it's me tshuva, and they're so boggled by the following thing, that whenever we say the word HaMelech, There's clapping. I'm just letting everyone know if it hasn't happened to you yet. There's a lot of clapping that goes on. Maybe we'll get to that another shir. Why is there clapping going on when you say Hamelech? Okay, and in Uman, it's unbelievable the clapping that goes on when they say Hamelech. That's a little bit of a hamchasha. That's a little bit of a um, bringing that concept of malchut a little bit more to the front. Yet it's still far from us. Second paragraph. Heichan chal otahamlacha. Where does this kingdom take place? <clears throat> the, the, the crowning take place. Ma poelet ota hamlacha? What does it actually do? Ech mitgale ota hamlacha? How does this crowning of, of kingship, of royalty, actually reveal itself? Tzarich lehargil et hanefesh, lekarev et advarim lachush apashut, sheadam reshit yavin et advarim besichlo, veachakach yikarev otam lemaase lilvavo. So like the Bilbavi always says, in order to get to this place that I feel the mitzvahs, that I feel elokut, that I feel godliness, that it's not something I talk about, it's something that I'm sensing inside of me, which is what we want our children to have, and not just that they know about God, but they know God, they know God, like the Redditchevist famous story, not just they know about God, but that they know God, so the, so the Bilvavi has a shita. His method is always like this. We first have to understand something in our seichel. It's not his shita. It's anything in the world. You first have to know something. You have to understand it very much as, as well as we can. Al, ala, pshat. Like, what does that mean? And then the karevetze el seichel, like the pasuk says that you all said today, v'yadata hayom v'ashevota el vavecha. First I know something and I bring it close to my heart. So let's, Try to understand what the, what Malchut of Hashem really means in the world. Mal third paragraph. Malchut shel Hakadosh Baruch Hu shechala banu is a Malchut shetzarich shiye bechush. It's not like Malchut shadam bekabelat gzerot Hakadosh Baruch Hu shetziva la Adam. Shezekiyum atorah. Ela is a Malchut shadam megale et mi shetziva velorak mekayem et ma shetziva. This is, a, this is a beautiful statement. <clears throat> Having Hashem as king in your life is not only knowing what His decrees are, but it's knowing, he says, sorry, not only knowing who commanded Him, who commanded. Sorry, again. Malchut adam megale et mi Crowning Hashem as king is revealing, is understanding who is the one that's decreeing what he's decreeing, and not only being satisfied with knowing what they are decreeing. 
So this is a Pasha thing that's been throughout all the Svam of the Bilvavim. Hashem wants you to do whatever you can to get to know Hashem. We know it's limited. We know even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't see God. All those things we know and we know and we know. So many people have come to the conclusion and said, look, if it's impossible to know, to really know God or, you know, to see God, so I'm, 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 gonna, you know, I'm just going to stop over here right now and I push myself to the place of Mishigas where I know I'm going to end up being disappointed. And yet we know that through every single mitzvah, Hashem is whispering, you could, you could, you could get to know, come closer, just learn this deeper. I'm going to reveal part of me through this. This is the story of our lives. Every mitzvah is Hashem whispering, learn this out as deep as you can. And I couldn't say this out loud because it'd be too revealed, but here, we're going to meet here in a street corner late at night, no one's looking. That's what every mitzvah is, really, essentially. But most people are just like, what did you want? Okay, I'm going to do that. And Hashem's sitting there, it's like Hashem shows up at the street corner, and he's like, and no one shows up. And it's like, oh, I thought you, you know, I don't know how many of you, those of you that are married, if you ever, before your kufar being married, hopefully this story happened with your zivug, where you did set a time to meet somewhere, and it was when no one was there, and then you both actually showed up at that time, and that moment of showing up together was a gilui, was a revelation of the love. I'm sure it's happened to you also that you set a time to meet with someone at a certain spot, and the person didn't show up, and kashe, that's very hard. And you're wondering, wow, that person doesn't want to have a revelation of what, what's, what's between us. And we accept it, beseder, not meant to be, whatever it is. But we have that opportunity with every single mitzvah. Now, Bilvavi is saying, you must look at the relationship with God in terms like this, in order to get a closer feeling of that I can sense chush, I can sense the mitzvahs and not just know them and do them. Because just knowing and doing them, he says, does not bring you to hamlacha, which is what Hashem is all about, to, to actually crown Hashem as king. If you don't spend time trying to know who is this king that is saying the decrees, then all you have essentially in your life is a dictator. And throughout the year, even though you crowned Hashem as king, but you really have a dictator that's your God, you start to have reverse roles, and you start to, that's when the roles start getting messed up. That's where hachna, bitl, don't even find a place in there, because it's not part of the relationship. So hamlachat Hashem, according to what he's saying over here, can only really come when I learn more about every single mitzvah. But why? Because what's going to happen to me while I learn through every single mitzvah, my heart will open more and more to the kavanah of Hashem when He gave me every single mitzvah. And then I'll feel, I'll sense an infinite, infinite closeness that I can't describe in words. That is, in a nutshell, how He explains Hamlachat HaKadosh Baruch Let's continue. I'm going to read this paragraph again, the third paragraph. Malchut shel HaKadosh Baruch Shechala Banu Ze Malchut Shetzarich Sheyeh Bechush Next paragraph, fourth paragraph. המילים הללו יכולים להיות רחוקים מאוד מאוד מאדם שחי חיי גוף כפשוטו. People that are more accustomed to living more or less a materialistic life, not, not a tamer life, just not so spiritual. Spirit doesn't really tofes a lot of, doesn't really get a lot of place in their life. Just their lives, just who they are. For them, these words are very, very foreign. They're very far. They're, even for spiritual people, these words are very far. Kalva Homer, people that don't really, aren't engaged in a, so much of a spiritual life, these words are very, very far from people. You see God. No one can see God. Crowning God, I have psukim for it. 
אין מוסף אפילו השושנה. מלכויות. זה למי שהלב שלו סגור. Okay, that's for a person whose heart is closed. וחתום. Sealed, shut. אבל למי שנפתח ליבו כלשון חובס הלבבוס, יש לו הכרת הבורא בליבו. But for the person whose heart opens, only for a person like that, there can be an עניין of a הכרה, of a recognition of who the creator is in my heart. הדברים הללו קרובים מאוד מאוד ומוחשים למי שליבו פתוח. So now basically what he's harping on is the following thing. If you're not going to find tears on Rosh Hashanah, or if you're not going to find tears in your life during these weeks right now, it's going to be very, very hard to sense the crowning of the king. If, possi- if maybe not even possible at all. Because when we cry over what really matters in life, there is a p'tichat alev. The heart opens. And what he keeps on saying over here, and it, it sounds so repetitive, especially if we've learned his Torahs for a few years, and yet he's trying to make a point very clear to us, is that you must realize the heart needs to open in order to sense that the king is someone that's active in your life. If the heart doesn't open, if the lev doesn't niftach, I can't have what's called a hakara. I can't have a recognition of who Hashem is in my life. of what the king is doing in my life. I don't have, a, I don't have access to that thing. And that's why he says over here again, in the fifth paragraph, what we're saying is very close, and you could sense it, to someone whose heart is open. But they're very distant from someone whose heart is sealed and shut. שהלב של האדם רחמנו לצלן חתום וסתום, אין לו הבנה מהי הכרת הבורא. אי אפשר לראות את הבורא בעיניים, you can't see God with your eyes. ואי אפשר להכיר אותו בחושי הגוף, and you can't לכתחילה get to know God just by sensing your body. אבל כשנפתח לאדם הלב, but when my heart opens, שהקדוש ברוך הוא נמצא במעמקי לבבו של ושכנתי בתוכו, when my heart opens and now I start to feel, oh, that's what's, that's what's been talking at me all these years. You, Hashem, that's what it is. That thing that I, like we were learning yesterday in Shir, I can't ignore, I just can't ignore. There's a pit in my stomach. We call it pits, it's not pit. It's Hashem saying, פית חילי, אחותי, רעייתי, כל דודי דופק. We call it pits, we call it stomach aches, we call it, I don't know, fill in the blank. We, what are other... Anxiety. Huh? We call it, for some people we call it anxiety. What other words? Come on, so this is easy. Butterflies. Butterflies, is that what you said? Yeah. Butterflies, what else? Yeah, butterf- butterf- are butterflies feel good or bad? It depends. Yeah. But to each... Existential, right. Angst. 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 Existential angst. But this is very good avodah, okay? Bemet. We have to put in more words into this. Huh? I'm long, I'm, miss, I'm missing, something's missing in my life. Is that what you meant with gagwa? Not, yeah, okay. What's that? Dread. I, something I'm dreading. What else is in that arsenal of like that pit in my stomach? What else is there? Emptiness. Emptiness. Pachad, these mamash, all these things are, are all there. We avoid them for dear life, for dear life. But like back to Eviatar Banai's song in Matanot, Al tefached me'apachad, don't be scared of these things. These things are there to open your heart, to realize it was you the whole time, Hashem, that was creep, creeped up inside of me. But I just want to be like that person that doesn't come to Shir, that messes them up on a Sunday morning. And they seem pretty happy and successful. Malasot. I can't ignore it. Malasot. What am I going to do? Keep on trying to run away from it? 
running and running and running away, but you can't run away from yourself. This is the, this is the petach hashar to make Hashem a king in your life. He says, in, until the heart opens, until I defined all these things we said right now, as Hashem knocking and saying, will you just let me in already? Until I recognize all those things as that, Rosh Hashanah is going to come and go, Od Rosh Hashanah, honey cake memories. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's just generally, generally, the way that Hashem gets our attention. I wish that was lechatchila, what you just said. Meaning, the. Huh? Uh, One million percent. Uh, Listen, you're speaking about like. You're talking ideally. That's absolutely what it should be. Huh? Elul is different. Elul bichlal is different though. Yeah. Because there's a pachad. There is a fear. It's a legitimate fear. Which I wanted to get to, which hopefully we'll get to the end of this year. Not tapping into the pachad, but realizing that it's Hashem saying it, that, that it's not pachad, it's Hashem. It's yira. It's, 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 yeah, mamash. In a very, very uh, profound personal place, but I, but Jenny, I do I don't want to like if if that's working for you, I'm not going to be like listen, Jenny. <laughs> you got to stop with all those smiles and, and closeness in the morning, Tashem. No, it's not working for you. But I don't want to. But, but I don't want to discourage you. Yira is much better, but I don't want, but, but please, I don't want to, dis- and you're right, like Elul is different, it, ha- it is, why? Because the king said, because the king's in the field, he chose to be in the field, because that's the way Hashem designed the world, and it's different, but hold on to like, the good stuff, you're also taking care of my daughter later today in the afternoon, like, like, like <laughs> stick with, the, you know, <laughs> stick with, right? Stick with, Bina and I are asking you, please, just stick with the smiles and the... <laughs> okay. Shoo. Okay. I'm la- bottom, la- bottom, to la- bottom to second paragraph. Hamlachat HaKadosh Baruch Hu Aleinu Zoh Hamlacha Shehakara Baboreid Barach Shmot Tzricha Shetelech Betigdal. Okay. This is very good. Now we're going to get to the question of if I made Hashem king last year or queen, whatever you need, okay? If I made Hashem a melech or a malka last year in my life, why do I have to do it again today? It's the same shayla of like, why do I have to, you know, do beer chametz every year? Why do I have to do tshuva every year? All these, this very interesting question. So he's saying that crowning Hashem and king on us is a hamalacha, it's a crowning of the hakara, of the recognition that Hashem is bigger in my life this year. That is the question of Elul. Yeah, this is a, it's, I'm going to say it again and again to myself too. Trust me. This is an important one. You said, the crowning of Hashem this year boils down to the question, has Hashem become bigger in your life this past year? Not, do you believe in God more this year? Because that's easy. It's easy to hopefully say yes and give a few examples. But the question is deeper. I think it's a good question. I think it's a frightening question, actually. I think it's a frightening, frightening question for many people if they're willing to be honest with themselves. Did Hashem, did the recognition of God in your life become larger this year? Now guess what? If the answer is no, Baruch Hashem, that now you know a little bit about what the avod of Elul is. Don't be frightened. Don't get scared from that. That's a, like that guy that, you know, the guy that when you, when you land, you know, what's his name? You know, what, what's his job? The, you know. The what? Yeah, that guy on the ground that, that's, that's got, like telling, like, 
don't be freaked out that that guy looks scared. No, that's actually like direction. It's like, this is great. Now, uh, but Jenny, if the answer is yes, that's even better. The answer of Hashem is greater in my life this year. The place of Hashem in my world is greater. That's, of course, that's wonderful. Again, for most people that are willing to be honest, they may come to a, a, a difficult answer to that question. But he's saying that Hamla, this is a very, very, like, very clear definition to very lofty concepts. Hamlachat Hashem, the crowning of the king this year, is a question of how much space did Hashem take in your life this year? How much bigger was God in your life this year than he was last year for you? Not in the real mitziut of the world, because in the real reality of the world, it's all Hashem and everything. We're talking about in terms of our hakara, our recognition of things. Based on our recognition of things is the question, how much bigger did God get in your life this year or not? That's a very, very big question. And it's a very clear director to the avoda of hamlacha, of crowning Hashem as king. Because essentially, and like the PSS Rebbe writes in a very, could sound like a depressing uh, diary entry on one of his birthdays, that a person has to look back at last year's birthday in terms of where they were and almost kind of laugh. Not really, but almost kind of laugh as to where he thought, what he thought was considered greatness and closeness. We've given this example so many times and... Um, it's just the most muhashi, it's just the most, you know, the clearest example we can give. Everyone should be blessed with Shalom Bayez for many, many years, Bezrat Hashem. And, and obviously, you know, when you look at your wedding album after five years of marriage, and you look at each other smiling, and you start cracking up, <laughs> and then you do it again five years later, and you look back at, you know, you're at, at, at you smiling at each other at your wedding album, all these different dates in life where you look back and you're like, what are you smiling at? Like, what in the world did you, you think? Have no huh? You have no idea. <laughs> well, no, meaning in a, in a beautiful way. Though. Beautiful. Yeah, meaning you have no idea what's coming in terms of closeness, in terms of how much you actually occupy my heart. So an honest look back at the last year would be, don't get so sad where you think, like, last year you thought you knew what it meant to crown the king. It's just like laugh and be like, cute <laughs> newlyweds. And that's how it has to be every single year when I look back in order to make Hashem king this year. And guess what? As from as you become this year, I bless you to laugh at whatever is going to happen in the next few weeks, next year. And that's how it is. And that's the story. And that's crowning Hashem as king because that's how he designed the world. The Amalek, which we read about this last Shabbos, comes and says, listen, you're either going to get it, this Elul, or you're not. Because there's a book of death that's on the table too. So you better get it right now. A chassid comes before the Rebbe Nashleim and says, Avinu Malkeinu. I don't even know what that means. But all I know is that I have nothing but you, nothing but you. And hopefully this year I understand that a little bit more. Hopefully this year I feel that a little bit more. Hopefully this year I made you a king over me a little bit more. That's the hamlacha. I shared with you my favorite modern day Hasidic tale that I heard in Melbourne when we were there for Hashanah Yom Kippur. Very beautiful Rav there, Rav Shmuel Shmerling, where we were davening. He said over a story, he explained how he became a Chabad Hasid. I try to share it every year because I think it puts everything in place. He said that he grew up traditional. Now, it's funny. When in different countries, traditional means different things I've learned over the years. In England, it means something. In Australia, it means something. In South Africa, it means something. In America, it means something. In Israel, it means something. It's very interesting how these things work. So he said, you know, he grew up more or less traditional. And he was going to shuls. And when it came to Roshani and Kippur, what's the most important song of Roshani and Kippur? Avinu <laughs> Malkeinu Chaneinu v'aneinu 
Think of the words for a second, okay, while I sing it. Avinu malkeinu, chaneinu valeinu, ki ein banu maasim. Asei imanu, tztaka vachesed. Asei imanu, tztaka vachesed vehoshieinu. You hear where I'm putting the dagesh, right? The emphasis, right? And then he said he walked one time into a Chabad shul, and he saw that when this nigun came on, everything changed. I did it, I did it, Adam. And he starts singing the Alter Rebbe's Negan for Avinu Malkeinu, but it's different. It's not that Avinu Malkeinu. He said they chose a different stanza to sing for Avinu Malkeinu. Not the last one. The first, I guess it's the second one. Avinu Malkeinu, Ein lo'nu melech, Ein lo'nu melech, Ela'ata. He realized... Here they're singing about the Melech. All other shuls they're singing more about. Oi, me, make tzedakah for me, I messed up, please be good for me. He said, I know where I want to be part of. I want to be part of people that are busy about crowning the king more in their life, on Rosh Hashanah, than asking for more or less for freebies. I don't, it's not, it's not I'm, I promise you, that no one that sings the other Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu, uh, you know, Asei Manu, it's not, no one's thinking, B'chavana, Chas V'shon, anything wrong, that that's the nigun. I don't know, it became the nigun somehow. And it's beautiful, and it's a beautiful nigun, and we'll sing it too. But we're going to sing the Alter Rebbe's nigun first. Because that is what Rosh Hashanah really is all about. It's not so much about me. Yom Kippur maybe is more about me. But Rosh Hashanah is Hayom Harat Olam. Everyone's coming before you, before the king. The imagery, you know, if you t- to really sit with, with Rosh Hashanah davening, you see the whole thing is really all about this question. How much more has Hashem been Hashem in my life this past year? That's it, that's what it boils down to. And the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is please allow me to feel your malchut in this world, and not just that I want to feel your malchut in this world, meloch al kol haolam kulo bichvodecha. May the whole world feel your malchut. May every creature, Jew and non-Jew, have Hashem more in their life than it was last year. Like we said in our house a few Motzei uh, Shabbatot ago about that story of the Chidush Yerim that was asked, what's the most important tefillah in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? And Yidavka said, it's that one. Because that's we're asking Hashem, Meloch al kol haolam kulo bichvonecha. And then, you know, the Lashon there, the Lashon there continues. I just don't know how much time we have. What time is it right now? I'm sorry, I'm watch. The Lashon over there, in the end of that tefillah, I'm going to say it out loud, it's my, it's my favorite, it's en I grew up, you know, I grew up, my father is a chazan, and when you grew up with your Abba as a chazan, the Roshani Yom Kippur is, it's just your, it's you, it's your life, you don't, that's your, that's your childhood. I don't, I, my whole life is sitting, standing next to my father, Roshani Yom Kippur, till a certain age, and then, my, you know, I and my, my brother started on our own to do exactly what we knew from, our gears of the Ankusa, but, uh, but uh, you know, we got from home. So these words, Meloch al kol haolam kulo bichvodecha, vehofa vinaseh al kol haaretz bikarecha, vehofa bahadar gaonuzecha al kol yoshvei tevel arzecha. Veyeda kol paul ki ata pealto. Veyavin kol yitzur ki ata yitzarto. Every creature, everyone should know the story of life is how much more is Hashem Hashem in my life this year. But this is a soulful feeling. How do we know? Because the next few words, Ve'yomar, kol asher neshama be'apo. Who can say such words? Who can say such words? Melochal kol ve'yeda kol pa'ul ve'yavin kol yitzun. Who could say such words about Hashem is more Hashem in my life? People that are living lives of soul. Ve'yomar kol asher neshama be'apo. Only someone who is living a soulful life, that their existence here in this world is a soulful experience, can interact and ask such questions of Hashem, can make Hashem king in their life more, and feel it, and sense it. 
ויאמר כל אשר נשמה באפו, what are they going to say? You know the next words? ויאמר כל אשר נשמה באפו, השם אלוקי ישראל, מלך, ומלכותו בכל משאלה. He's a king, and his king is governing over everywhere in the world. Hakara, like the word he keeps on saying, recognition. All these shiurim we're doing here, all year long, is to lead us to, really, make Hashem king on Rosh Hashanah. That's all it is. How much more did Hashem become Hashem in my life this last year? Now, kamuvan, that also means... How much more did I learn about the Ratzon of Hashem this last year? Which means, how much more time did I spend learning mitzvahs this year and keeping them? Because that's the Ratzon of the one that I crowned as king. There's not just a philosophical dance over here, or, this, or even, like, even a, a spiritual dance. It's, it's meeting heaven, it's heaven and earth meeting, making Hashem the king of all kings in my life. When you jump down to the bottom over here, it says, Nitpalel shen yizkeh bezrat Hashem. כל הכנסת ישראל יחד, שהלב אבן יהפוך ללב בשר. We're praying all of us together that the lev אבן, the heart of stone, will become a heart of flesh. וכשהאבן תסתלק, and when the, uh, when the stone is removed, and the best imagery is יעקב אבינו, flipping the, ויגל יעקב את האבן על פי הבאר, when יעקב אבינו removes the stone off of the well, when he met Rachel, and everyone knows that meeting is really like, you know, the beginning of, of the Malchus of Hashem in the world, Malchus based David, the whole Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben Yehuda. So at that moment, when the rock is removed, when I redefine the stomach aches, pains, anxiety, existential angst, dread, all these other words we used here, which are very, very important, and we redefine them as actually hearing Hashem saying, And recognizing that knock is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yeida kol pa'ul ki ata pa'alto. V'yavin kol yitzur ki ata yitzerto. V'yomar kol asher neshama ba'apo, Hashem Eloke Yisrael Melech. Now, why is it frightening to do this? That's because something else, something parallel is happening while we're trying to do this avodah every year. And that parallel thing that's happening is that we got a lot of forces against us in the higher worlds. It didn't start now. It started when God thought about creating man. Did everyone say, when God consulted with all the creations up until then, and God wanted to create man, what do we know from Chazal? What, were, what, were the, what was the, the board of uh, do directors? Right? Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? And what was the reason? They're going to be out of control. Deeper reason based on what we said today? They're not going to recognize you. They're not going to recognize you. Which will lead them to be out of control. But they're not going to recognize you. So there's not enough time to do this here. But this is there's a piece I saw from the Tzanz Rebbe, from Rebbe Chaim of Tzanz. I guess when you start talking about a certain tzaddik, you see him show up in different areas. We spoke on Thursday morning about Rebbe Tzaddik, Kohen meeting that sounds a love. And on Shabbos, someone else mentioned the Divrei Chaim. He's in the air. Sons, you know, just a reference. You've heard of the Kloisenberger Rebbe, right? You've heard of Laniato Hospital. You've heard of Kloisenberger Hasidim. They come from Sons, from the Divrei Chaim. So the, I'm just going to try to give this over in a nutshell. Where the Reb Chaim Sons says that the reason we blow Shofar and Rosh Hashanah, at that moment, that's the coronation, Right? That is the moment of crowning Hashem as king over us. That is also why it's such a shaky time from the entrance to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah night, where it's a new year, but you didn't crown the king yet, tilt kias shofar. It's a very shaky time. Kind of like, just lay low. Like I told you, you know, first day Rosh Hashanah, especially in Oman, there's no speaking. People take on themselves, tani dibur. It's like, everything's still open. It's kind of like, is a, it's not a twilight zone, but it's more like lay low, lay low. And at that moment of blowing the shofar and Rosh Hashanah, that's the moment that we crown Hashem as king. That is the actual moment. And he says it's ke'en malchusa de'ara. It's also the same thing as you'll see with King Charles soon, that there's, there'll probably be you know, trumpets and stuff like that during his inauguration. And that's always been the case when it comes to crowning kings. 
that there is chatzatzrot. Bechatzatzrot bekol shofar hariu lifnei hamelech Hashem. We say every Friday night. And really that's, and, and this is Rosh Hashanah. And he says over here that Hashem never removes his hashkacha from the world ever. But those voices appear again every single year right before we blow shofar. And those voices that initially told God in the creation of the world, it's a bad idea, they show up every single year, right in the same moment. And they have the same claim. They're not going to recognize you. Just ask them. Ask them. How much more space have you, have you gotten in their hearts this last year? Ask them. You could see it. Don't even have to ask them. Hashem yodeh machshavot adam. You, these voices come to God again and say, you know the answer already. You know the answer. Ask them, just for kicks. Ask them, how much more, how much bigger did I become in your life this last year? And, even though, and those that have removed the lave Evan, of course they're going to come and say, oh my God, I don't know. I wish I could tell you more. I, hopefully right now, Jenny's my, my PR spokesman, and the answer is yes, much more. I don't know, but it's not usually how people, you know, unfortunately, intuitively answer in that manner. And the Tzanzer Rebbe says, There's a kitrug not just on us, it's on creation of the whole world. So he says like this, just like then, Nitzah HaKadosh Baruch just like then, God overruled the board of trustees' decision and he sweetened the judgments. So too, God gave us an Eitzah for, our, for, for, for Am Yisrael every single year. And he said, listen, you may have not come to this on your own, but don't wait for the decision about creating the world again or not. You blow the shofar, which means when you blow the shofar, you actually are joined, you actually are creating the decision that the world is going to continue to exist. It's like when you really want something, a kid really wants something, and a, a, a sweet, and the parent really doesn't want to give it. So a really smart kid knows what should they say? Baruch Hashem Shakol that's kind of how the Tzanz Rebbe says, a Yid has to understand. Hashem said, listen, say the bracha so that I have to give it to you. Blow the shofar so I have to become king over you again. But I'm just asking you, this time, just please make more space for me. Please. Just please make more space for me. Trust me, it's what I want more than anything in the world. Just make more space for me. So, this is... Malchut. This is like we ended off with something a bit more sweeter, obviously. But this is this this is, this is like you know now we have a little bit more of a clearer picture of what does it mean to be mamli Hashem in my life. Hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, we don't have to wait till that moment right before Rosh Hashanah to say I'm just going to say a bracha to get to get the sweet, which is the malchut of Hashem in the world. However. However, for some people, that's what it takes. And that's the way Hashem designed the world. So to recap and to start off from the beginning of Shir, Malchus Hashem can mean acceptance. I accept the way that Hashem designed the world and the things that happen and just happen. For many of us, it is seeing, seeing our parents getting older and just accepting that this is the way Hashem created the world. That's Malchus Hashem. We didn't design it like that. I'm sure if you would have asked us, if, Hashem, you know, if we think, if Hashem would have asked us, how should we design it? As no one ever gets old and everyone's healthy forever. It's just not the way Hashem designed the world. So that's one way of understanding the Malchus of Hashem. But this other way of understanding the Malchus of Hashem and asking for it to be over all of mankind is realizing that until the heart is open, I can't be makir the bore, I can't recognize that it's Hashem in my life. And if I can't recognize that it's Hashem in my life, when I'm asked the question, did Hashem become more in your life this last year, what am I, I going to answer? How can I begin to answer that question? 
it all is dependent on the opening of my heart that sensed Hashem through every moment of my life. This is the, one of the main reasons why Rabbi Nachman was so big on making sure that you talk to Hashem every day because talking about bringing down something so abstract, that is what it is. You know, I was thinking about this during Shachris yesterday, maybe I shouldn't have, but during, during Shmona Yisrael, the silent Shmona Yisrael, I started thinking about the words, um, which words, I think it was... Um, now, even though I am Israeli, more or less, and I, you know, I, I don't think in Hebrew, but you know, I've been here since I'm nine, and my father is more or less Israeli, in my last the Mama Lashem is English, and I started saying those words in my mind in English. Those words that I say every single Shmona Yisrael. It was mind-altering. It was such a gift. It was so beautiful because it brought it so much closer. And that is what this, this is what this is what this Rav is trying to push us to, to take things that we think we know, for instance, like Hamlachat Hashem, and just saying, I got I need this inside of me. Do you mind saying in English what the words were? Well it was it was it was a personal I mean I yeah, my, my interpretation was a personal one, but I'll try to say it on the outside. Um, look at us, all these years we're still trying to make the seventh day of the week special. So in that school, somehow give way for everyone to feel satiated with the pleasure of your goodness that can only be found through Shabbos. More or less. That's exactly the words of But we just say the davening all the time, right? You could do this all the time. You could do this with every, every moment of davening. So that's a very special thing to do, and that's a very special thing to do, especially when it comes to Malchut. Now I hope, Bezvat Hashem, that going forward, we're going to do now Zichronot, and then we'll do Shofarot. Do we have two more Sundays to Rosh Hashanah? Only one more Sunday, really, right? Because the next Sunday is Erev Yantiv, right? So next week we're going to have to pack it in. We'll have to pack it in. Okay, Miriam, thank you very, very, very much. You should have a beautiful week, everyone.